You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hello, my name is Stefan Taylor from the My Mind podcast. This is just a trigger warning <laughs> and disclaimer for the new episode coming out today of the My Mind podcast. It's probably not necessary, but you just don't know what people will and can and might get offended with. We're doing a, my friend James and I were doing a episode about the matrix and sometimes some trigger words might emerge from it. And I just want to state that this is for comedic purposes and everyone's entertainment. Like everyone should enjoy this. If you feel like you're offended by it, then maybe you should think about it because you shouldn't be because it's just it's just for comedy and it's just for entertainment and it's just a cool thing to talk about the matrix and that's it so sit back enjoy the show and have fun have fun listening to it and maybe go watch the movies and and check them out because they're just so much fun and we really enjoy putting these together james and i we really have a lot of fun talking about it just just exploring the idea of it and it's great and it's so much fun for us and we get like pretty good interactions um and feedback from like these episodes that we do like the buddy episodes and that so you know thanks for all the feedback and really just sit back and enjoy the show and we did have a couple of technical difficulties with recording but look that's what makes the show great let's be honest all right so sit back enjoy the show and stay tuned for the 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 review of the third movie which will probably come out with the same trigger warning because that's just how we roll i suppose you there hello Can you hear me? I'm here now. Ah, welcome back to the My Mind Podcast with Stefan Taylor. <laughs> I'm joined by my dear friend, James Kurgan, and we're talking all things Matrix. We'll do two intros just in case the other one didn't work. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> and, and we're talking all things Matrix because it's the, the, the fourth one's already come out and we're, we're slowly building towards it. We're building it in our own time like the... The matrix kind of suggests we do you got to realize your choices before you actually make the choice you know so we're, we're slowly building towards it mm. and if you tuned in last time we did the we did our take and kind of unlocking some easter eggs as it were in the first movie that maybe some people knew but i, I don't think people really knew the significance of something as simple as the nebuchadnezzar being a, a reference to a, you know, a pretty murderous king back in the mm. in the Babylon era, mm. and I think, well, simulacra and simulacrum. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simulacrum Easter egg. I like that one. That's mm. I think all the books. There's a there's a book. I'll get to it later. But there's a book in this one that has a a similar theme. I don't know if you picked up on it. Ooh. 
Man. Yeah, that's that's my secret knowledge. Too much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> but we should probably start at the start. So you know, yeah. for you guys, audience, we've already done the pleasantries part. We're we're into the we're deep diving. If you haven't seen the Matrix Reloaded, I suggest you just stop this, go watch it, and then come back, and we'll share our thoughts. Yeah, we, watch it. You it's, it's, you'll be pleasantly surprised. We were. Yeah, it really stood up. It stood up to the the. It stood up to time. Mm. Like yeah, it did. It did. I just don't think when I watched it, we talked about it before uh, off air. When I watched it, I don't remember having the same. <laughs> I don't remember feeling like good after it, or like thinking it was a good movie. Mm, yeah, no, oh, I, I didn't. I came away with a better impression this time. Yeah, I think it needed the rewatch. Mm, and a bit of time. Yeah. And maybe, a bit of maybe time. a bit of time. You know, the first one to sort of wear off a bit because the third one was <laughs> so you know, groundbreaking. It was, yeah. It was hard, even hard to top. Even as far as the cinematography and everything, you know, like the way it's filmed, it's just phenomenal as well. And then you've got the, the underlying philosophical religious meanings under everything. And then you've got the oh, how good is Lawrence Fishburne just in that character? <laughs> you know, like he just yeah. he really came. I feel like he got the best lines of the yeah. second of the second film of this he, film now. He probably got the best lines of all of them, really. <laughs> he was in his glory in that second film when he's in the cave, shirtless, standing. Oh, there, yeah. He's got the best. On. The power he's, vest. Yeah, the power vest, yeah. <laughs> he's got the chest out and giving him the big prophetic speech. Well, yeah. did you think that was like a, fro- a throwback to The Warriors? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Can you yeah. do it? You reckon <laughs> throw back to that a little bit with like the vest and you know yeah, the I hadn't thought of that. Was he in the Warriors? Nah, nah. No. It was uh um, I didn't think so. I didn't remember that. But yeah. I think the only famous person in it is like Michael Beck, who did like some films. He was like a cop in some mm-hmm. movie. And then there was yeah. James Remar. And he was the um he was Ajax, the, the guy that gets mm. done by police and he was in um he's like dexter's dad i think in that yeah. show dexter yeah ah, right. mm, i digress we digress <laughs> yeah but so yeah like, no the, the lawrence fishburne definitely uh in his in his ascendancy in that film but then of course by the end of it he's quite uh he's a bit damaged isn't he yeah yeah his whole <laughs> worldview has been destroyed yeah. someone could have dropped mr fishburne <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I thought it was a good setup, really, because he was becoming more and more prideful in a way. Because he, you could see how puffed up he was, and you know, he's giving his big rah-rah speeches and all that. And then, of course, you know, Neo comes back with the news, and 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 that's it's all another mechanism of control. Yeah, and that, <laughs> you can see, you can just see how much that upsets Morpheus as well. Yeah, you can see that the cognitive going on right. <laughs> In his face, like, like, no, no. More, there's more layers. I can't accept this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got that one line where Commander Locke is like, he's the, they they go back to Zion anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a Supreme Command. It was actually interesting seeing someone higher than Morpheus because you don't really see that in the first film. You just think, Mm. oh, 
Morpheus is one of like so many captains. And to say, excuse, I gotta sneeze. Hang on. Oh no, I don't. No. Nah. <laughs> oh, oh, painful. Oh. You can edit <laughs> it was that e- one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll cut that one. <laughs> and yeah, it was just interesting to see someone above him and trying to like control it because we know like Morpheus does not like control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was weird to see someone trying to control him, and he says that line where it's something along the lines of belief. Locke mm-hmm. says to, to Morpheus something about belief. I can't really remember now. I think he, he said something like about the prophecy and Locke didn't said something about he didn't believe in his prophecy. What did he say? He says, my belief, my, my belief my doesn't beliefs, require your belief. Or... Yeah, my, my, my beliefs don't require them to. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man, that's a, that's a kill. That's like a, a drop the mic, walking yeah. away line. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't, he didn't, yeah, yeah. My, my, my beliefs don't require... Yeah, yeah, that's it. That was it. That was good. And it's and the other one is, it's like the closer, the his closer for like that argument they have about the, you know the machines coming to like destroy him. And he's like, it's not a matter of hope, but a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're into it. You know, yeah. you know, you, you stands by. But I just want to touch on quickly, just. I think one of the reasons why I didn't like the film, I'm having the realization now is that it starts with an ending. Yes. And I yes. think for me, when I watched it back then or even rewatching it, you know, a, a couple of years after is it just came across as like Wachowski's just being like really pretentious and really arrogant towards their own idea, even though it's just like a bit of like, fancy storytelling you give give someone a nickel and they take a dime or whatever the saying is yeah how do you mean you show that it's like when you watch a trailer and you it's like right, creating, right, right, creating right. Hype and then it's like okay. setting up the inevitable yeah. end but you don't really know the inevitable end yeah it's you think it was a bit of a sort of a cheap method mm. yeah I, I, I had written that down that was my, was my, my second note i wrote was that you know how it it starts from the at the end. Well, it's the ending, a, it's a great opening sequence. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. But it's a very sort of a bit of a cliched um, sort of filmmaking yeah. style. It's not well, they, you know, it's it, yeah. They didn't do anything with that method of storytelling, like starting with the end. They didn't do anything special with it. They just sort of used it. Like yeah. everything else in that movie was there, and it was for a reason. That was kind it of it was filler. It wasn't necessary, really, I guess. Yeah. It stood out. It stood out that I took a note about it. It could have just started with them returning to Zion. Mm. You know, like... One of, you know, like it could have started with his dream, but it didn't have to be, you know, that concrete. You know, it could have just been a vague, vague premonition kind of thing. And more flashbacky. Yeah, more, yeah, more, more like, you know, maybe, thing or something like that. Yeah, yeah, just maybe images and not a consistent. Yeah, look, because it definitely it, it grabs your eye, but then you realize that it all, or maybe is that just like the theme of it? Is that they they slowly tell you what's going to happen? Because if you look through the yeah. whole film, there's I a slow hint of, yeah, 
Oh, I've come around with Chowskis. We've discussed it. <laughs> well, well, if you think about it, well, what's the point of you know the, the the one of the main thrusts of the whole film is about choice and understanding choice. I think was what the architect. Yeah. Uh, oh God. You know, understanding. Do you understand your choices? Like wow. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, when you're talking about a movie, that's the whole point of the movie is about choice. Then having that knowledge before the movie starts is setting up his choice. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? I guess that's the the, the reason for it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, I can. Yeah, it stood out, but it, was... it it stood out as arrogant, you know. And now that, like I said, now that we've discussed it, I think I'm more on board now. Maybe it was just a bit overdone. Maybe it was a bit overdone. Maybe like, it was I, like I was saying, it could have been a bit more subtle. Maybe. Yeah, it didn't need a Ducati crashing into a toll booth. <laughs> well, that was pretty massive. fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the language, but it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Incredible, but it was like so much, you know. But it's it just it says to the times as well. Like if you look back at two thousand and three, like you know, a lot of movies that come out were just like based on explosions, you know. Yeah, Uh, I can't think of any right now. But like (laughs) every Schwarzenegger movie, yeah, every Schwarzenegger movie, like Michael Bay, big at the time, like um, like Bad Boys and that, and that, you know, those kind of corny action movies and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah, Die Hard. Oh, oh, Die Hard. That's that's a great movie. That's a great. Well, we're not oh, here yeah. to Die Hard. That's another. We should thing. do. We'll do another one about that. <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> we'll see if he comes back. Maybe he's coming back for a sixth film. Well, then we'll have to do another one. No, we have to. Or is it be another six? <laughs> yeah. Just quickly, do you know what movie I wish they sequeled from like the eighties? Mm-hmm. Tango and Cash. Ah. Yeah, I wish Good they movie. did a sequel to that. Oh, that was in the nineties, <laughs> but I, I wish they sequeled Tangled and Cash. I feel like that's an underrated uh, buddy cop movie that could have got it could have made a trilogy. I reckon. <laughs> well, maybe, a good maybe, yeah, maybe we're off. We'll, we're going to drag it back. Let's get it back. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll bring it back. It. We'll bring it back. <laughs> so, what I'm curious about is why all the ships look like crap, right? Yeah. All the, all the ships, you know, there's the scene where the scaffolding breaks, all the ships are basically broken. And then the first kind of look you get into Zion is they're in a white room and it's like state-of-the-art control center. That is all special reality, AR. Ah, right. They're, just, they're plugged into the Matrix. So they're in... A, they're in uh... Yeah, right. But I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> It, it felt to me as if... Can you hear me? Yeah, I lost oh, you. I'm back. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah you're back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the, it just flashed for a second to the, to the girl seated in a chair with the spike in her head. And so she was in like a, a program. So that, that super high-tech, whole super high-tech world was a program. Yeah, right. It was like yeah. the training room yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, right. Yeah, so it was a use of the technology. So. Yeah. Well, you know, the machines are there to destroy, but they're also there to help, which becomes yeah. like the next realisation that yeah that weird counsellor makes. Well, that's it. You know, I've, I've been saying that a lot to people, you know, talking about phones. People say, oh, a lot of people are now saying, oh, you know, ditch the phones and ditch this and ditch that. And it's like... It's a tool, you know, you can use a hammer to build a house or you can use a hammer to smash yourself in the dick. 
That's that's the name of the episode. (laughs) 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 You could use a hammer to smash your dick. Uh, You know, (laughs) it's hilarious. Um, It's it's not uh, technology. Oh God. Oh, the, 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 the control room and the... Yeah, yeah, the control room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the, yeah, the, the, the phones, you know, how... No, not the phones, the machines, how, you know, they use them. Yeah. The, the council brings up that point where mm. you use these machines, yeah. they control them, and they give us water, they give us electricity, they give us air. And the irony is that the machines <laughs> that probably built those things are coming to kill them. Yeah. I mean, there was the there was a there was a great scene where he was there and he was talking about it and you know what's the difference and Neo says well we can turn them off and the counselors just laughs oh, of course of course yes yeah, we can turn them <laughs> off that's the answer that's it, of course but it's not the answer I mean you can turn them off but you will all die yeah yeah, yeah know, that is that is <laughs> that is not the answer so you know it's sort of there was a dismissive tone I found in that counselor when he's laugh. Of course, of course, uh, it reminded me of the old wise, uh, the proverb about the old wise man and the young person comes to him and asks him about the secret of happiness. And he says, it's oh, not to argue with fools. And the young man, <laughs> young man says, that can't be it. And the old man says, you're right. It mustn't be that one. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the, the old counselor was like, okay, of course. Yep. Right. You've got the answer. Yeah, you know, no, it's that's like, fine. you know, everything. And of course, you know, it's it getting, you know, it, it, it's much more complicated you know, as it turns out. So. Well, he makes a point of saying that he doesn't have a point. Yeah, well. And then, yeah, you know, the, the snarky points. <laughs> is, is that why the council has no young people? <laughs> it's a good line. Um, yeah, why, is he, why is he walking around? What's he doing? He's. I always thought he was up to something. Because he just, Neo just walks out. He like has maybe a second to look out at Zion. And then the counselor just turns up. Hey, buddy. Hey, you want the company? You know, it all, if it all felt a bit like. But the actor actually played it a little bit that way. I felt like he he had those sort of sidelong glances out of the corner of his eye at Neo, you know? Like a skeptic. Yeah, there was like, he was, you know. Did he know the lie? No, I don't think so. But he was, I I think he just played it a little bit that way to leave it ambiguous as to his intentions. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I think he might have played it that way. Maybe it was just the way that actor looked, you know, the the slant of his eye. Whoever that actor is, he just looks sus. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) suspect. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit unfortunate, but uh, but yeah, he was, I got the impression he was, I, I would say, you know, deliberately lingering around to talk to Neo to offer his wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, he definitely wanted to. It feels like everyone on Zion just wants to have an impact in Neo's life and in the hope that it makes their life a little bit better. You know, it's like the leaving cookies out for Santa. You know, it's like this, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this weird hope that they have. It's like, you know, if I'm affecting his life, he'll affect mine and then we'll be okay. Yeah. Not necessarily in the sense of a present, but. Well, there mm. was a. I was listening to a. I don't know if you know Jocko Willink. He's a yeah, yeah, big fan. Seal, Shout big out to Jocko. And he was talking about how in all cultures, you they look up to the to the protectors and the warriors, and they have historically, 
you know, and it makes sense because you know you look at they're admired. Look to the strongest, they're protecting, yeah. They're protecting the 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 tribe. They're protecting the, the weaker people, and then that's you know that was what Neo was doing. You know, the way that they adored him and they showered him in gifts and came to him with all their you know asking for blessings. Yeah, the blessings. Yeah, we we worship the uh, those who are. Exceedingly competent, like look at Elon Musk, for example. Yeah, he's totally competent, <laughs> and he's he's almost worshipped. And a big shout out to Elon Musk because did you see today that he off topic just challenged Vladimir Putin to a fight oh over the Ukraine? Winner takes Ukraine. No way. Was that Unreal. on Twitter? Or is that like on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Putin has Twitter. He's been locked out of his account for years. Could be, but the Russian minister for defense, or some one of the Russian ministers, responded. Someone's got to have it. Far out. That's insane. Like Elon Musk, he is he is insane. Like he is. He's the best. I used to think. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he's borderline Lex Luthor, but at the same time, he's like totally Bruce Wayne. Well, time will tell, won't it? I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he has like some really Lex Luthor moments. He's he like, might secretly, might secretly be vigilante. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm just going to build a cyber truck to help feed the poor. You know, I'm going to turn these this mud from a tunnel and turn it into bricks to build the tunnel. You know, like he has some really yeah. industrialist, nice moments. But back on back on topic. Back on topic. Yes. Um, <laughs> that did we talk? We talked about it off air, didn't we? The whole dancing in the cave. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Bloody man, eh? That got me. Yeah, it yeah, got me. a little bit, a little bit. But I mean, you know, we, we, it's nothing's perfect. <laughs> it <was> that, <laughs> but like I said, I, I did a little bit of mental gymnastics, and when the, the drums were playing, and then I, I, I just saw it as a transition into the soundtrack for the movie, where the way that the 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 synth picked up and, and picked up on the beat. But you know, it's, a very, the, it's a very raw scene. You know, it like the best moment. Nah, I think that was like. You could tell that that whole scene was like, because like the Wachowskis, there's one's got the ideas and one's like a really talented director. And you can tell that the ideas guy or girl or they, the they ideas, I'm not up to date with pronouns, guys. I'm trying, I'm very trying. A, I'll just say A Wachowski, the idea one, they were in charge of directing that scene. And then the right. scenes where it's, you know, like there's this, there's this really cool scene where um, it shows they're talking the architects talking about control and he, he says the line, um, do you choose Trinity or the, the billions of people of Zion, millions of people of Zion. And it shows the camera angle, the camera angle on his hand, like close up, pushing the remote on and showing people pointed at Neo. And that's just like showing like that what they're trying to portray is that he's, he is control. You know what I mean? Mm. Like through that, like camera angle, it's a really like good and effective shot at like pointing the architects, like pointing at Neo say, I am in control of you kind of thing. Mm. And then you've got like this weird club scene in a cave where like some just nineties rave music just turns up. And they're all dancing like animalistic <laughs> islanders, man. Hey, you know, like it's great. It's like you can see where one picked up and one picked off. Yeah, it was it was very it was a bit disappointing. Like while at the same time, I was disappointed with that way that techno the the synth music sort of in the cave it did sort of spoil it a bit. 
I did want to be at that party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it looked awesome. It was like an end oh, yeah. party. <laughs> it looked so cool, man. Hey, oh, yeah, jumping and sweating and yeah, yeah, absolutely, and stuff. Ah, oh. <laughs> I like the drums because I, I like beats, mm. and the drums, it was all ticking boxes for me. It was it very, was. very like rootsy, you know what I mean? Mm. Who they can build these hovercrafts, but no one can build a six string. No one's got a tin whistle on hand. What are we doing? You've got an oil drum you can turn into a. (laughs) Come on. There's there's gotta be something. You've built ships. You've built this massive cave that locks out people. No one's got a six string on hand. No. All they can do is a couple of drums and a gong. That's it. Actually, going back on, like, yeah, exactly. Going back on it, like, this kid. They do the spoon. They throw back to the spoon. He's ah, built yes. a spoon. He's built a spoon out of random metals and made a spoon. Indeed, he has, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, company. Yeah. It's a spoon he made. No one was. Have we forgotten what spoons are? Well, do you reckon he made it, or do you reckon it was like he found oh, look, it in, it in a very <laughs> somewhere and he cleaned it up? You know, it's fitted. It looks very yeah. fitted, you know. Yeah. It's a, you know, it could be a 500 year old spoon yeah. that he's polished up and it's, <laughs> it's been buried under gravel for like you know, 150 years or something. But I'm yeah, like, maybe he made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might believe that. I'm just not, I'm not willing no, to believe no, that. I, I, that's what I thought up. at first, but, I, but it's a pretty shit spoon. So like, I'm, it's, I'm, it's I'm starting to think you know, maybe, yeah, let, maybe he made it. You're right. It's killed generations. <laughs> 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 Uh, 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 good movie. I, 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 I mentioned earlier that I think the one of my, it's, I think it's possibly my favourite fight scene in the movie. Oh yeah, go. I'm into, I'm very interested to hear. I the, all the Matrix fights are great, but the Smith fight. Oh yeah, you can't oh, go past okay. the Which one? Which one? The the, the big one when they all came when they all came at him yep. in the that yep. was and just after he met the Oracle. And right from the beginning, that scene gripped me because when he starts walking and all the crows start flying off yeah. ahead, ahead of him, you know, it was just a very well, very well done. It is because well like all, all their like fight scenes, they're all like somewhat based on like Hong Kong cinema. Like that's yeah. like, the base of their action, you know, movies like hard boiled and um, like a uh, police story and um what's the movie that the departed's based on infernal affairs like they've got like really iconic like birds flying while you know like gangsters are walking through the streets and that kind of thing you know like it's really it's really visual and you know you can see like the a wakowski you know got the ideas and a wakowski executed them well (laughs) (laughs) a wakowski definitely executed them well the wire work in that movie was fantastic oh incredible and it was a step up on the first one, to be honest. I yeah. The, the actual, yeah. all the fire, I mean, the, obviously the budget was better and it was shinier. The whole thing was shinier. See, exactly. You can see all of the, all of the, the camera angles are just so still. Mm. And it's like the, they left the camera there for days and then <laughs> Gano Reeves just sat on a bench and the Oracle sat on a bench and it's like, all right, we've got our one second shot. Like it would have taken all day to set up that shot. <laughs> it's only for like half a second. Mm. Oh, it was it was a very polished, very polished. But that that, that uh, I gotta say that fight scene to me with the with all of the 
the Smiths. I thought it was brilliant. That he Agent Smith. Well, I know we talked about him the first time, but come on, he steals that. He steals that series. He's good. He is. I mean, you just talking about Morpheus. You got yeah. Morpheus on one hand, and you got him on the other hand as like the antagonist. Unreal. But look, those two and Neo. I mean, what even a, though what a what a setup for a movie. It is because even though you know Neo is very much like onion soup, like very bland, but he is just he plays that so well. Yeah, and it, yeah, well, it, it's exactly what you want for that character. You want yeah. someone that has like this clean state clean slate and then has an idea of what he's talking about mm. and the, the the agent smith character is oh it's just fantastic the way that he's meant to be he's bland. evolved he's meant yeah. to be bland but even in the yeah. first movie you could see he was meant to be bland but he had that anger yeah and that was that was uh that was his like defining characteristic that there's this rage at the whole situation well i've got a theory i've got a theory about computer programs Okay, and you know, I've, I've got. To, I'm reserving all my judgment. I'll tell. I'll tell you the theory, but I'm reserving like all my judgment until I watch the fourth, like the third and fourth film, okay. right? So I'm. I think that all the main computer programs represent a deadly sin. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So Smith is wrath. Yes. And the um, French dude, he's last. Merovingian, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's last. I'm, I'm still building a bit of a case here. Yes, uh, okay. It's pride. Who? The architect. He's pride. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and still, it remains to be seen. The the other ones, yeah, it's a working theory. Like I said, I've got to wait for the other two to come out, but that's what I've got so far, and and, and it's looking like it's lining up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'll see how that develops with my research on the next on the next. I don't want to Google it because I don't want it to tell me. Yeah. I want to try no. No. Good. You know what I mean? But I yeah. feel like all of the computer programs are based on like a human desire, and they fixate on that. Yeah. Desire. Well, those guys definitely have like primary attributes. Are those attributes? Yeah. Of, you know, and that's their, like a chief sin. It yeah. is, and it's like they act. If you look at like the the first interaction between what's his name again, the Mer- Merovingian, Merovingian, Merovingian. If you look yeah. at the first interaction with the Merovingian, how human he acts compared to, and like raw compared to how Morpheus, Neo, and Trinity all interact. They're all sitting up straight. They're all you know probably got their ne- Morpheus has got his hands. Cross behind his back for some weird reason, and <laughs> it's like you know what we want. You know, like they're very computerized through mm. like all interactions in the Matrix, and then when they're out, obviously you know they act like normal people. But it's such a, it, it's like they flip the switch in this yeah. one. You know, yeah. instead of acting like people, they act like the computer programs, and the computer programs act like the people. Mm. yeah it's very interesting it's a very uh, i i took away from that i was like oh this is very you're very you're like humanizing the um programs for i guess like for sympathy because i think that leads into the the third film where you know like the the exile program kind of Mm storyline i think Mm -hmm. it tries to build up that the sympathy for them Mm. yeah interesting yeah okay well you've you've, yeah seen a lot in that haven't you yeah, well, what do you reckon? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, think I, I like the there. Seven Deadly Sins aspect. 
I mean, whether or not all seven are present, it's definitely at least you know at least those three are definitely representations of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I think so. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be just uh, you know archetypal image, really. It's the kind of you know. Oh, well, that's right. That's the other side of it too, man. Eh? Like it could just be you know, just representing you know some kind of some kind of desire or mm. um mm. They, they they're all guilty of yeah, how much of this was they're conscious of when they made the film you know <laughs> oh i think they had i think it was a room with like there was like like cotton strands going from like, <laughs> like, like twine all through this room man and then that was the first matrix and then it turned into like a four bedroom house <laughs> just going from room to room with these yeah. twine man i think it was nuts the planning of this because yeah, yeah. whether you whether they are like legitimate like easter eggs or like subtle hints towards you know the certain things it, it's nuts if they didn't think about it yeah. it's crazier if they didn't you know Mm. Yeah. But but going back on that fight scene, it is probably I, that that was one of my notes. I wrote, you know, Neo's purpose is is to be free from control, and Smith's more or less becomes the same goal, just in a worse way. Yeah. <laughs> he wants everything, and he wants everything to control everything and be free of everything. Mm. Uh, yeah, they have, know, they've got their goals are aligned completely. Yeah, yeah, and they both see each other as in the way even yeah. though you know i'm sure if they work together there wouldn't be a third movie well, they, well the methods were so diametrically opposed that they couldn't work together even though mm. the goals were aligned their methods were yeah. so diametrically opposed they just couldn't work together <laughs> yeah they couldn't no way I, I don't even want to see the fifth film where it's like smith neo back to back like a tango and cash scenario you know yeah. they're both locked up in the same prison and need to work each other. it doesn't matter it's, it's a fake scenario it's not gonna happen but that reminds me of something else too, which is then you've got Agent Smith downloading into that human, and then you've got Neo affecting the, That's bad, eh? the Squiddies. That's Neo's affecting yeah. the Squiddies in that world too. So it's then that instantly note. made me think of like an Inception level thing, like how many levels are there to the Matrix, and are they still in the Matrix while they're in Zion? Anyway, That's right. You know what I mean? Where does it start? Where does it end? Fifth. It, is the control is the architect built a system with levels to it so that you can free yourself yeah. from one and maybe yeah. two, but there's five and you're never going to get all the way out. Are we in a seven seven? Are we in a Dante's Inferno seven circles of hell yeah. seven the hell kind of situation for sure? I believe. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Oh, well, that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, it never really answered that question for me in the movie. I mean, we're going to watch the third one again. Yeah, I don't remember it like, but it, it raised that question. I remember it raised that question years ago, and it raised it again when I watched it the other day. I was like, are they really out of the matrix? Are they free? Yeah, were they, they free? Yeah. Or was, were they just controlled again? Is, is is the whole Zion versus um the architect just another program? It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like that choice. Even like the architect is so against choice. But then says you get to pick twenty three people, yeah, seven, yeah. Females, seven males. Yeah, well, choice pick. was the thing. Choice was the yeah. was, was his enemy. That was, yeah, that was really it because he's all about control and other people's choices. That's something <laughs> no one can control. He's such a dick. And then, all attempts <laughs> historically to control other people's choices have been ugly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even in our own history, you know. Well, yeah. I guess we us in the matrix share history yeah. um 
yeah. But I just want to quickly say on that on that fight scene is that you know the what I wrote. It's if if it's not the best, it's probably the best fight yeah, scene. Jesus, it's choreographed. And the way there's only like there's two things that I picked up. There's another Smith um, face that they didn't remodel, and I understand like it would be expensive to like remap everyone's face as Hugo Weaving. Oh, so, did, you, did you see one? Did you? Yeah, I've seen one. I was going to send oh, it to you. I was, okay. <laughs> to you, yeah. I, like, I won't spoil the moment. I, I was, was looking like, for one. I thought, like, I didn't see it. I thought there's got to be. There's got to be one. At least. There is. Yeah, yeah there definitely is. And there was, um, you can see a light screen behind the chair that Neo and Oracle are sitting on in the reflection of Hugo Weaving's glasses. And uh, you can see that it, where he looks up at a per- certain point, like he just tilts his head. You can see the studio lights. So, oh, you know, yeah, they're yeah. the only thing that I feel. I had like, I'm sitting in front of my, I've sat in front of my computer and watched it because I wanted to be like close to the action. So I had oh, no glitch. What did you yes. do? Frame by frame through the fight, did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so fast, man. I, I went back when I was writing down that, um, uh, that secret book that I'll tell you about in a minute. Um, I, I, yeah, I went back like three or four times, went hard on the Google trying to like decipher what it said. Uh, Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting, but they're the only they're the only faults I picked up in the besides the yeah. musical. In the Jesus, whole, that's whole, pretty. But, um, but that's pretty well done for how big that scene is. Yeah, yeah. I think I I think I noticed one other fault was well maybe it's a fault maybe I I don't know the physics well enough but the way his the steel pole that he ripped out of the ground mm. the way it bent. A few times looked a bit rough. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can argue that he's bending the physics of the pole. Well, because yeah. it's hitting so hard that it bends it. I guess. Yeah, you could, you could, but but I'm not going to. It's yeah. It needs some um, a great fight. It needs some Cialis that pole. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want I wanted to touch on something real quick because we're kind of in the second stage of the movie now. We're past the halfway point. How many times do you think this is all that I picked up? How many times did they do you reckon they said purpose <laughs> and still a human? Like a reference either saying still human towards Neo, only towards Neo, and purpose between well, they, I reckon they said purpose more than still human. Yeah, they it was well, from what I picked up, it's um Purpose towards Neo was six times. Someone referenced purpose, and about Neo, still human was six times. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, there could be more. I only started counting the purposes about um around that fight scene, yeah. but yeah, the still human count got me. Eh? I was like, oh, they really, they really want to drum in that Neo is, the... and you see it in that fight scene as well. Just like going back to it, you can see that he eventually does get worn down. And they eventually do overpower him because you know, like as much as he's still the one, he's still vulnerable. He's still human. Still, yeah. still human. <laughs> <laughs> still human. Mm. Oh, just finish to wrap up that fight scene too. The way after Neo took off. Oh, the flying. The flying. Yeah. 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 You move past the flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know how you feel. About right. There's a much more powerful ending to that, yeah, than the flying. But the way the agent. The the well, the agents no the the agent Smiths, um, just sort of stared the at him. Plural, eh? Looked, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with the agent Smiths. Uh, looked at him and then looked at each other and then just calmly walked off. 
It was like they were just like, you know what, I will go finish my shopping. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> you know, it was um, brilliant. I, was, I, I just loved that. I loved that portrayal of that character. It like, was good it, because there was no plot needed for like what had happened. Was, uh, yeah. You know, it was just like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> uh, I'll see him next time. It's just brilliant. The, 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 the purpose, like talk about purpose, that Agent Smith. Like, he, unless, until, unless, like, yeah, unless it's, he's not interested in anything unless it's furthering his purpose. And yeah. when, like, so as soon as Neo's left, and there's nothing in that vicinity that can interest him anymore. It was almost like he's sort of turned off or gone down to, you know, back into first gear and just wanders off, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it does. Because, like, what happens with all the Smiths? Like, wh- at what point do they, because they're obviously, like, hive-minded. You know what I mean? Like they all share an existence, but at what point does the 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 first one have control over the? Well, does he over them, or are they all just sentient? Like does it he matter is. who the first one is anymore? Yeah, yeah, because they're all high. Oh, the third one. Remember, they make like the big. Oh, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't watched The Matrix Three back in two thousand and four. They make like the big Smith. That's pretty Ooh, intense, yeah. actually. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, maybe they are like as one, but separate. Mega Smith. <laughs> Mega- <laughs> Ultron Smith. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, I'm going to watch that third one pretty quickly, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm excited yeah, to watch we'll it do, now. Yeah, we'll do a quick turnover. I'll watch sure. it, uh, I'll watch it sure. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, there's a couple of things we need to wrap up from. Wrap up with the book. Yeah, okay, so the book, she pulls a book from the shelf where the keymaker is. You remember that scene? The, I do remember the scene, uh, I don't remember the, the book. name? Felicima, Felicima, Fluorescence. I can't remember her name. Eh? Was that the Merovingian's wife? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was Persephone. Persephone, which you is... No, I remember yeah. that because that's the car that Homer Simpson... Remember that Homer Simpson made his own car? <laughs> oh yeah, her, yeah, her, yeah, her, her yeah. Crew made a car called the Persephone. Yeah, right. Ah, <laughs> oh, I hope that's a reference to that and only that. <laughs> well, no, Persephone was Greek mythology, so like everything else, yeah. it's all historical Greek mythology. You know, is she like the Hebrew mythology? I didn't Google that because I just I didn't think enough about that one. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So I think Persephone. There's a there's a terrible story too. I think Persephone was raped by Zeus. Oh. In bull form, I think. Oh. <laughs> I'm not Far sure. Out. I'm not 100 sure, but that's from memory. Oh, even if you're like 70 30, that's hardcore. Look, <laughs> 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 like if it wasn't her, it was someone else. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who's uh, yeah. got a lot of love? <laughs> he got a lot of love to share. He had a lot of love to share. Yeah. Well, so then, anyway, like, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. The book, so, the, book. so the, book, the book that she's pulled down is called Die, Die Well Owls. Vel and Vol Volsten Volenstans Volsten. I'm not really up to date with my German, but it says that the the translate loosely translated is the world as will and representation by a German philosopher called Arthur Schopenhauer wow. from 1818. Yeah, and like I read uh, just like the kind of foreword forward that he had and one of the lines that really grabbed me was it says this is like obviously he didn't write this i just like quick formed it it says some people's ideas will live uh will live 
for centuries after them and can affect the human race forever. And I was like, wow, that's quite profound. If that's like the theme of the book is that basically saying that what we do now affects like future generations. I'm sure it's only part of it, but I think that plays into the whole key maker scene. It's like what she's doing now will affect essentially the human race for years and years to come. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a, it's a, a little nod that you see who the who is going to recognize that book and be like, Oh, <laughs> after Schlollenberg's work. <laughs> you, apparently. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope there are other people. <laughs> wow. That's a good one. That's a good egg. That's yeah. Good egg. That was, um, that was my like golden, golden goose. I didn't. Yeah. The seven deadly sin one. I, I thought, Oh, that's oh, a good one. Too. Jeez. I feel yeah. like I've, I've got the side down today. You, you I obviously <laughs> drank too much when I was watching it. I wasn't paying enough attention. I <laughs> uh, man, I've had like four coffees at this point, <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there watching it, t- taking notes. Oh, but, wow. um, I, was, I had about half a bottle of Jack Daniels. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Tennessee whiskey, man. Old number seven. You can't get wrong. Um, yeah. Oh, no, no. I thought I had another line, but I think I just wrote something random. I don't think I've got any more notes. I think everything. Yeah. Uh, oh, what do you think of Link? Oh, I like Link. Yeah. Well, I can't remember like the actor's that. name, but I like that actor. I like that guy. Yeah. He's, he, was, uh, um, he was Mercutio in uh, Romeo and Juliet. That's the first yeah, time I saw him. he was the guy in Lost as well. He was the black guy yeah. in Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, the black uh, <laughs> African American man. I think lost. black's okay now, isn't it? Why do I say it? Yes, it is a it is a very good color. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is worse. Uh, well, that's a bit harsh. Come on, we're, we're praising yeah. this actor. It's just let it go, everyone, it, please. Yeah. <laughs> it is because he does he does such a good job of like yeah. playing. I feel like like Dozer and who's yes. the other guy. Tank. Bulldozer, tank, tank, tank and dozer, yeah, yeah. Tank and, dozer. and you Big know, he to Phil and he stepped yeah, in. Yeah, he did, he did. Because I feel like um, Tank didn't really get the opportunity to shine. No. <laughs> and I feel like Link, they didn't really touch it. Did Tank not have a wife? Is one of those his kids or something? Like they just um, kind of. It's just about know. dozer, that kind of backstory. Well, they, 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 they said that they both died. Did they? They both died after that. Um, that, I couldn't remember. Like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. The both yeah. dead. Yeah, it's the same man. Yeah, I liked. Yeah, I liked Dozer, but but um, on, Tank and Dozer. Tank was the big fella, and Dozer was the little one. Yeah, right? he was the operator. Dozer was the yeah, operator. Yeah, Dozer yeah. was cool. Eh? He was a good. Guy. Yeah, I liked him, but he didn't exactly have great emotional range. I feel like this Link guy when when yes, he yes. Uh, in the on the highway thing where. Neo gets Morpheus and <laughs> Teammaker, and he's like, "Yes, I sat here," and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I was excited. And even though they're just reading code, freaking Mandarin or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, and they're making out. Like, I think you know. I think that's quite amazing as well. Yeah, yeah. No, he was good. He, he was good. That was that was another thing I did. I did take a note about. He he did a great job feeling like the it trip. could have been so bad losing. You know. Getting a new coming you know, someone else in to 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 do that role. Yeah, Who'd want to do that? Like he yeah. lost, like Morpheus lost his whole crew, mm. like whole whole crew, and now <laughs> <laughs> to the last time they went out. Like let's put the second film two months after the first film. You know what I mean? As far as like yeah. line, like that's 
Well, you know, I don't know if that's true. Like maybe it's years. Oh, yeah, it's about, seems like a few months. Yeah, it seems like a couple of months. But even then, it's like, oh, wow. I don't, I don't want to be on that ship. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. we, I suppose we can't really not address the whole relationship between Morpheus and Naomi. That was pretty cool. I like that. That was awesome. Yeah. That, was a, that was a good little, um, good little side story. Yeah. I, I liked, I like, I liked the idea that Morpheus loved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Humanized him a lot. Yeah. Because he's such a, He's got that prophet, prophecy, like Moses-esque kind of deal about him. Yeah. And I like yeah. the, the backstory that, that, that they were together until he met the Oracle and then he changed and everything changed. And you, well, you can just see yeah. Morpheus yeah. seeing the Oracle and then becoming, I know what's going on. I know everything now. Okay. Yeah, he instantly <laughs> popped his chest out. <laughs> instantly put on his, his, his warrior's vest and puffed his chest out. Yeah. <laughs> And started just preaching in the town square. Yeah, I picture yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she she just left him. <laughs> like, you know what? I ain't got time for this. Well, no, she I seems know. like she would have been the realist in that situation. Oh, yeah. I can totally yeah. see her. She's going, I'm not putting up with any of this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> she might have the worst name for a ship. I don't know if it's a reference, but it's just Logos. Logos. Yeah, that's the spoken truth. That's, oh. that's, that's the in, oh. in Christian, in Christian mythology. Uh, oh, well, in the Catholic Church, anyway, it was Logos was the the spoken truth. Ah, oh. see, just like reading it and hearing it, it you know, it just trans. It for me, it just translates is like a logo. Maybe I'm just like institutionalized by marketization of the of the modern era. <laughs> but I just think of like a logo. You know what I mean? Like I just think of a logo, and that's that. It it, it lands yeah. flat for me. Well, so that's often the same word. But now that I know, that, <laughs> excuse me. Well. Well, now so that I know that, I feel um, feel kind of bad. <laughs> Shitting on a shit. Yeah, no, look, they didn't. They, everything had a meaning. They 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 ticked every yeah. every box. They dotted every i, crossed every t, except for the the twine was the sunglasses. Nah, well, because, that's yeah. like, but that's a thing, man. Eh? Because if you look at Morpheus's glasses, it never happens. So yeah. it's clear where they focus. They already had that rendered kind of imagery from the first film that mm-hmm. they could kind of with and they didn't really have that in the second film for some reason they just made his glasses reflect they didn't have to but i don't know there's some kind of like yeah it does and it (laughs) it, i guess it kind of portrays how morpheus portrayed like how you know you could see the imagery from his glasses Mm. and you can't see what the other person was looking i don't know it's like a weird like mirror kind of imagery kind of thing so you feel like you're there i guess i suppose I don't know. Mm. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird one, you know. As like a very 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 amateur like um, movie guy, I just I'm not a fa- I'm not like a massive fan of it because like for me I always see like studio cameras or like tripods and stuff. Like I always see that in films and it just irks me because <laughs> you know you don't want to believe that it's not a film that someone you, did, you, you, you only know. see them because you're looking for them, mate. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> I don't see them. I never see yeah. them. I never yeah. see them. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we got to talk. Do we talk about the twins off air or on air? No, we, we mentioned the twins twins off air. Yeah. Off- talked about so, it. What's going on? Are they? <sighs> what they're right? Why? I guess. I guess they're the they're the they're the the origin original story for wraiths and ghosts. You know. But why I don't guess- they- talk about it 
I don't know. Maybe they <laughs> maybe they had to cut out in in, in editing that story out a bit. Well, I feel like it would have been a good story. Like, you know, if they were descended yeah. from Vlad the Impaler or something, you know, like Did they have names? What were they did I can't remember. One, two. <laughs> you know, they had like really like average names. And that was such a pivotal part in that kind of sequence where they were like the main bad guy and they just had superpowers for no reason. It's like the bodyguards get explained, like the ones that she kills before she grabs the book, the wife. Yeah. And they oh, get the backstory. Yeah. yeah, they got a bit of a backstory. And then one of them just got shot. Mm. You know, the other one threw in like a 40 minute chase scene on a freaking suicide freeway. <laughs> and all they get is like the twins. And they've got switchblades. Like, what? What? Oh, they got the razors, the stray razors. Like, there's got to. And they're in white suits and they're like albinos with dreadlocks. Like, yeah, they, they needed more. That was, I feel was, like that was disappointing. Know, yeah. <laughs> they're underappreciated. Well, I appreciate oh, them. They're great characters. Well, I appreciate them. I don't yeah, know I what they're doing. appreciate it a bit more. Like, <laughs> who the hell are they? Like, what are they doing here? Yeah. But, you know, they they did make for um, good, good stories. How cool, actually, how cool. There's three scenes in that whole thing that I love. It's the the part where um trinity no the two trucks crash into each other and there's massive yes. explosions i love that yeah. do you think trucks really concertina like that when they collide oh, i don't care i'm not doubting it i'm just yeah. it's just like wow I'd, i've never seen truck crash in slow motion before like that <laughs> well i feel like it was a yeah i don't think it would i think they would just like you know tip over and you know make it like a like yeah, when yeah. a cow falls over let's make that noise that's what i picture <laughs> but geez, yeah no take your point that was that was awesome it was cool it was so good and the 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 whole ripple effect because it's like a throwback to like the helicopter crash in the building yes. in the first one like the, the waves of um explosion and then morpheus pulling the samurai sword cutting the tire and then shooting the yeah. it's like so unrealistic but so badass <laughs> man like so cool i love that scene yeah. and um there's the one part which is awesome I, I like got like i was like oh this is the best scene ever when niobe catches morpheus <laughs> That's awesome. And then when she drives around to the front of the truck and she says, go kick his ass, like whispers it. Yeah. And he like jumps off, does like the whole like epic freaking standing, like crouching, jumping thing that he does. Mm. And then goes like drop, drop kicks the agent. The, the only like, I love that because I was like, yeah, get him Morpheus. But then I was thinking he didn't hear a word. You said Niobe. there's no way there's there's just no way there's no way he could have read the lips that fast for a cracked windscreen maybe he thought she said something else and that's why he was so motivated yeah maybe get the fuck off my car (laughs) (laughs) maybe he thought she said uh see you later yeah yeah, like (laughs) this weird moment like and and it made me think of like all the all the times there's like a plane crashing and they're like you can jump out and it's like this plane you know everything's open in the plane and they're just like having a casual conversation or on the they're like someone's an actor's driving the bike and then someone's on the back and they're trying to converse with each other yeah. like, this is just not this is just not a yeah. movie that everyone can communicate uh, which i, I guess, don't i guess i guess most people can use the, the suspend disbelief more than you can 
I appreciate you um, saying that about my my character. I, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll always be a skeptic. I'm quite happy to be. I know it's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm more of a movie skeptic, I think, because I just believe that it should be believable. Which brings me, I'm actually going to segue, James, to the reloading situation that I've worked out. Ah, yes, yes. People reload. Programs do not. Because yeah. I tell you for a fact, I've played many a game and I've watched many a film. I've watched many a YouTube video about guns and armaments. And the, the gun that one of the twins is shooting looks like a UMP 45 which is a 45 caliber gun. So the damage is real. Like the damage it's doing is real. It would have like pretty significant holes in cars and stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it only has 25 bullets in the magazine and not once. Do you see him? You see him run out of bullets at one point, but you don't see him change the magazine, which, you know, for me, as it goes back to the desert Eagle in the first one, it's just computer programs don't need to reload. They don't have to. Mm-hmm. Mm, so. Yes. Yeah. No, good, good spot. Again, I didn't notice that one. So I'm happy, but like you, like you said, I just keep picking up this stupid stuff. <laughs> well, that's a good one, but I mean, that could have been deliberate. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's the power of the matrix. You know, like everything that you try and shoot down, they just go, yeah, but like matrix rules. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like the programs are part of the world. I mean, the, the humans are the ones who are not, I mean, Morpheus and Trinity and Neo are the intruders, you know, it's not their world. Yeah, exactly. They're the visitors in their space. You're right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 Mm. But I guess that kind of wraps up now. Like, oh, actually, what, what's interesting about that highway chase scene is that they really, they do a good job of taking the superpower away, like taking the Neo out of it by mm. having like the whole door key maker situation. Yeah. Having, so he is in the mountains 500 miles away. Like I think that was a good equalizer for, for it was. It was. Yeah. And and you know what it did? It raised a question for me. Oh yeah. So he's <laughs> traveled he gets out and realize he talks to Link and says he's five hundred miles away or whatever it is. Yeah. So he goes into Superman. He must have some fucking mode. good service, man, eh? Some good what? <laughs> some good like phone service. Oh yeah, yeah. Up out there in the Himalayas. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Well, we know 500 miles. Where would he have been? That's 500 miles. It would have been like Rockies like, or something, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably the, no, wherever he was, it was the Rocky Mountains, yeah. and he had to get to LA. So yeah. he's travelled 500 miles in what two and a half, three minutes, whatever it is. I would say so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you see him come through the city, and there is basically a giant fireball coming behind him as all the cars and trucks. Oh, oh no! Swept that's, up into yeah, the, the the wind that he's generating by traveling that fast. Did you see that bit? Yeah, that's the end sequence where he yeah. saved Trinity. Just yeah, he's getting to Trinity. Yeah. There, there's there's just every truck, anything that's not anything that weighs less than a truck that's not nailed <laughs> down is getting swept up in his and getting dragged. How many people did he kill to save Trinity? Pro- uh, well, just, look, no, no, no. How many people who are plugged into the matrix. Uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. And going about their life. Did he kill to save Trinity? Cause there would have been thousands of casualties. In thousands. 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 I agree. Like, entire buildings getting destroyed all yeah. the way down the main street. Yeah. And yeah. people are, you know, people are plugged in the matrix and they're taxi drivers. They're just cruising. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking for fares. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Completely I innocent. Going about their matrix life. 
and he's just annihilated them. I mean, those little droids that come around to the to the pods with the humans in them and have to get them out when they're dead and start liquefying them and that. I would have been working overtime after that. <laughs> you reckon like, the architect's like not signing off on the overtime as well? <laughs> yeah, no way. It's like, yeah. no, no. All these, <laughs> all these programs are pissed because they've got to do it. You know, they've got to, suddenly they've got to replace all these humans, you know. Yeah. Like, they, have to go under, they have to go under power restrictions because suddenly they've had a 10% drop in the, in the, in the, in the, in the power supply because all these humans suddenly died. It is because it's never spoken about, like bystanders. Everyone just no. assumes oh, they get out of the way. Like, look at um, you know any um, like superhero film, you know Justice League, like Superman Returns or or the Batman films or whatever. The only film to to my recollection that even acknowledges like a disaster and how many people died is um, anything after the first Avengers film, Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Lost. So anything after, yeah, exactly. They all they use they acknowledge advantage, advantage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. But but this one, I mean, you know, you, like, you can say, oh yeah, it's just the Matrix. But no, there's real people plugged into that thing, uh, and they're all yeah. dead now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that like becomes his choice, remember? Yeah, his choice. Go well, through one you, door, save Zion. Well, chose and the, well, it doesn't matter. Once you've chosen that door, you've chosen the destruction of all human beings anyway. So a few thousand yeah. is just a entree. It is. <laughs> Appetite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I suppose it doesn't matter to him now. He's chosen Trinity over everybody else. Yeah, like yeah. that was so, like he's just abusing, like from there, he just abuses his power. He like removes <laughs> and then restarts a heart, man. Yeah. Like that's an abuse of the power as one. Like, you know, the stories of is Jesus it, did that. You don't know well, that was an abuse of the power? Jesus brought Lazarus back from the dead. Oh yeah. yeah, but no, it was. But you, know, it was, man. It was like he chose him. He chose selfishness himself, yes. his own pride, over the salvation of all human life. Well, that was what the architect said to him because he was different to his predecessors. Mm. Because he, his, the manifestation of 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 love and and compassion that that was. Not shared general, by the others. Yeah, it was, it was more general for general for humanity in the others. It was more of a you know a Buddha or a, you know some you know Mother Teresa esque love of humanity. Whereas for him, yeah. it was, the, the whole love of humanity was focused in on Trinity. Yeah, like, he didn't have much love for humanity when you first met him, did he? He was just isolated in his room. Yeah, like, true. Yeah. So. Yeah. He wasn't born in a church, like learning to, you know, or in a in a mosque or whatever, learning the value of human life. So then you're going to get back to the question of free will again, really. So did he have a choice? I mean, he was always going. Was he always going to act that way? Considering that was, you know, well, exactly. It's like, you know? is that the theme of the <laughs> of the whole of, thing. of the whole film? Is you know, even the free will. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Far out. Yeah. No, but it is. It is. I feel you know, like abuse of power. Well, if you look at it two ways, you can look at it as either all of the choices you've made in the past make the you know make you the person you are, and you therefore choose the make the choices you make now. Yeah. Or you could or you could look at it from the other direction, and we live in a four dimensional or multi dimensional universe. One of those, the fourth dimension of which is time, and that it is, it exists, and that we're just seeing it unfold in a linear fashion. 
because of our limited senses, whereas it already has happened and that we've already made all the choices. So, you, you know, <laughs> it's not that you don't have free will, but you've already made the choices. Uh, it's kinda, it's, it has to happen that way. You know, it's like, Destiny. <laughs> where, where exactly is free will in all of this? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, you've turned me around. <laughs> uh, I, I concede. I concede. Yeah. No, you're right because that is that's what the oracle bangs on about so much. Yeah, and like well, even the architect, it's not about your choices. You've already made them. It's about understanding your choices. Yeah. <laughs> like he he was kind of hinting at that too. You know, he said literally said you've already made them. You've already made the choice. You know, it's about understanding them. You know, it's like wow. Yeah, you got to understand them. But how many times do you think, well, he's had that conversation with five Neos, but are they all Neos? Well, are they all Trinities? Yeah, good question. And what were the pictures on the wall? Well, I mean, the, the images on the screens, were they well, most recordings of, them, of past Neos? Yeah. Or they... Well, when he talks about Neo, they're stills and shots from the first film and Trinity dying. I had a bit of a closer look. Yeah, but when you see all the when it all transitions into all Neos and they're all sticking their fingers up and yelling and screaming. I mean, where's all that from? Yeah, that. that's right. Is that just like his own, like Neo's own psyche and emotions? Cause yeah, he is, he, is he representing he, his yeah. inner reactions? Yeah. yeah well, he, the, the architect says that he says, oh, I can see like the chemical compounds yeah. in the brain processing the thoughts and you, you know, you see all the other Neos. And you know, that experience in a really intense situation, you can have a hundred different, reactions flood through your mind all at once and oh yeah you know, you're sort of overwhelmed with options of oh, what am i going to go with here yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah that was like a you're reflection true. of his inner mind what was going on in his head you know <laughs> it was pretty close. i liked it i liked it a lot but then again you know was it was it recordings of past neos you know like, yeah yeah in the same situation i don't know which one was you know which one on the screen exactly was yeah. like so what was the first one what was the I first love that one? scene that was a really, really good sort of. He's he's good. That that I don't know the actor's name, but he just personified. Oh, I, I mean, they obviously like made him look like God on purpose. Let's <laughs> let's not fault that. Like that that's clearly done. White suit, white the beard. Southern gentleman look. Yeah. Southern gentleman, a plantation yeah. owner, perhaps. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, you know, they definitely did that. But like, just the way he spoke so methodically i mean i know he's an actor and he could probably do that with his you know pants down but and very precisely just, yeah very precise. it's all, all a precise were very precise. Ma- mathematical yeah procedure. yeah yeah hmm, I and, like and even the fact that the anomaly of neo you know was was still under his you know he was he'd still allowed for it it was still you know factored for yeah yeah well he had that that small margin of error it's mm. like the love the love that you know really shot him <laughs> yeah. you know great character mm. great great scene and that that whole scene like the whole movie pivots on that scene it does it changes yeah, yeah. it changes the whole it sets up the whole third film yeah because it's all going oh, one way and then that scene just pivots everything 90 degrees off into a new direction it does it does because like you said you know it brings back to him having to break the news to morpheus but not mm. saying i could have chose Ion. i could have <laughs> stopped the war you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he ever, ever discussed that. He just says, "Oh, now I have to go to the source and just convince a computer." it's a bit of a crap choice. I mean, saving you say save Zion. Well, it's not really saving Zion. It's repopulating Zion. 
Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the machines still take. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's why I think that counselor has lived through a cycle. I'm calling it a cycle. I think he's lived through a cycle, or he's like, he knows about the cycle. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that was a character that just got forgotten about in the third movie. Didn't yeah, get developed. Because, exactly, because they don't develop on it. I'm pretty confident they don't develop on it further. And the council, how much stock and faith they put into the Nebuchadnezzar mm. as well. Like, it makes me think that, you know, there are like some people that know. Yeah. Uh, yeah There's so many questions in this movie. That's the good thing about it. That's one of the best things about it. There's a bloody questions. Yeah. There's too many bloody questions in the film. But we should we should wrap up on um just the just the you know pretty broad ending. Look, the Nebuchadnezzar's gone. That was that was pretty shocking mm. for me. And the, what um Morpheus does that great quote. I had I have a dream. I have dreamed a dream, but now that dream is gone. Mm, yeah, I didn't know what it was from. Was that was that from Les Mis? There's a line I had to look it up. There was a there was a line similar in Les Mis, and there was another poet that did a similar line. But the the actual quote, the closest thing to the quote is from the Book of Revelations, Daniel. It's from Revelations, is a Daniel verse, and that's what he says about. Um, actually, it's so interesting. He actually says it in reference to. Um, the the Nebuchadnezzar in like Babylon. Oh, okay. The yeah, because he was a, yeah. he was a prophet and he had dreams. I remember that. Yeah, and like it, school education. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why I thought you know you'd like this one because it's um it's in reference to the Nebuchadnezzar king. Yeah, right. Clever. And how yeah, so it all comes back around. So you know, I think like Morpheus is weirdly obsessed with like <laughs> history from like. <laughs> Three thousand years ago, eh? like he's got this weird obsession with the past. I reckon Morpheus has got everything about Morpheus says cult leader. <laughs> yeah, like don't drink the cordial. Yeah, Kool Aid guys, come on. Yeah, everything about him screams cult leader. And if Neo hadn't have burst his bubble, I reckon it could have ended with Morpheus having a breakaway Zionist cult. <laughs> yeah, new new ion or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Made in the wreck of like the Nebuchadnezzar or something like that. Yeah, he's definitely got some culty vibes. But that just like it makes his character like the integrity of his character so strong as well. Mm. You know. Yeah. But yeah, um, and then that's that. That oh, I, actually, then you know, obviously they do the big cliffhanger ending with mm. the dude from Blue Healers delivering the tragic news that a survivor has survived and it's that douchebag Bane. Man, they, yeah. did they just try and pick a guy that looks like Hugo Weaving except, like, worse? Like, yeah, worse. Like a, looks like a junkie, you know, methamphetamine <laughs> addict version of Hugo Weaving, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like the candy version. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, doesn't look well. <laughs> no. But maybe that's, like, because Smith is so sick anyway. You know, he hates it. So, you know, you find him, the first scene you find of him in the people form is him cutting himself. Yeah. <laughs> He's so really saying it's a, It might be a bit of a, a picture of Dorian Gray. You ever heard of that? The Oscar Wilde? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, truthfully, I've only heard it referenced in like that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, that really crappy Sean Connery movie with Sean yeah, Bates. The, the body is now reflecting what's going on. Soul. 
you know, the longer he stays in there, the more the body starts to represent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I get that. <laughs> I get the um, the reference a little bit more now. Eh? Well, in the in the book, it was a painting that took on all the attributes, and his yeah. Body well, stayed, that's how his body stayed fight. perfect. But yeah, that's right. That's how it's because, it, and then he looks, <laughs> and then it shows his true age, kind of thing. But as long as he doesn't see it, he's like immortal or whatever. Yeah. That's how it's just in the movie. I think it's one of my it's one of my favorite books. I love that book. Great story. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, yeah, we should wrap this up, mate. I think. Yeah. In conclusion, if you look, I'll just do a quick pause. And now you can hear the wonderful music of the ending credits of our lovely show. Thank you for hanging around and hanging out. Um, I, I was I'm joined by oh, I want to thank rather James Kerger for taking the time to talk Matrix stuff with me I really appreciate it I really enjoyed it thanks mate oh man we'll, we'll, we're gonna, we'll do the third one we'll do the third one as, as quick as we can as quick yeah. as humanly possible we'll try yeah. and if, if you're enjoying the show you can now like uh, you can now five star review it on Spotify iTunes Google wherever you find podcasts you can leave reviews now and you can say oh that was pretty bang on I like what they said about the book and the deadly sins and stuff and you can go to the, the you can go to the Instagram and the Twitter and the Facebook page. The Facebook page is My Mind with Stephen Taylor, or the Facebook group is My Mind with Stephen Taylor. I get I get the two confused, but you know whatever. Or you can go to Instagram, which is My Mind Podcast, which is M Y M N D P D C S T, and it's the same name on Twitter. And we'll have a YouTube channel starting in about eighteen months when I finally get my stuff together, and we'll start doing video podcasts. That'll be interesting. Awesome. Yeah, oh, hopefully. <laughs> and we've got a Twitch channel coming out. We're going to do some Twitch stuff because, you know, that Amarif is making kill and sell and fart. So, you know, got to get on that bandwagon. Shout out Amarif, Amaranth, Am- Amoranth or, or whatever. Um, and that's about it, I think. I think that's all the plugs I have. Oh, just make sure you go and like the show and, and share it. The, the best way to share this show is word of mouth. I feel like even in the world as technologically advanced as it is people just believe people (laughs) rather than algorithms algorithms and you know um paying for ads and stuff like that if you just tell your friends like oh the my my podcast they do some pretty cool stuff they'll probably listen to it so you know believe in your fellow man or woman Hmm. that's it that's all i've got you got anything you want to plug i wish i did Plug my new album coming out, but I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a book coming out, chat. Oh, I've got a book coming out. Oh, no, you've got a book coming out. How's it going? Oh, um, twenty something pages. I'm only doing a short story, so okay. yeah, it's a it's a, it's a good one. Oh, check out the Patreon. My mind is Stephen Taylor. Donate that because that's good. Three dollars a month. It's less than a coffee a week. It's less than a coffee a day, you know, and you'll get John Payne, uh, Detective Noir featured content, which is always good. You get to sit, hear me just do heaps of voices or stuff. Nice. You know, it's pretty cool. Anyway, that's it, I think. Yeah. And that's it. I'm going to end the recording. Yeah.